How's everybody? Everybody had a good Christmas? What a great time. What a great time of year. And uh, always remember that <clears throat> this time of year, not just with Christmas, but leading up to New Year's, um, you know, no matter what's happening in your life, just remember there's somebody else somewhere that if you're open and you're listening, God will lead you to people to help people because as, as many as there are of those that have expectations for the year, there's double or more than that that don't have expectation for the year. The year previous was not a good year. Things were discouraging, and they're discouraged about entering into 2019, and they need hope, amen? And the hope needs to come from people with hope, amen? And that's who, and, and I'm talking about you. We, we are people of hope. God is a God of hope. And, and our expectations in God will never be let down. And that's what you need to believe so that you're able to impart that into other people. Never allow yourself to just be consumed with yourself. Never. You weren't put here to just think about you. You were put here to be a blessing to other people. Amen? And be open to that all the time. The more open I am, the more opportunities that come. The more opportunities that literally just fall in my lap to minister life to people. I mean, I, 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 I can look back on just 2018, and I could tell you stories that would last all day long about just 2018. And the opportunities... I mean, and what I'm talking about is the greatness of God, the opportunities that I've had in 2018 to just be in the right place at the right time, either to sow something into someone's life, maybe watering something that's already been sown in someone's life, or maybe be in a position to kind of pick some fruit, you know, to see people, you know, like you were the one that really kind of pushed it over the edge, you know, because one plants and one waters but God makes sure the increase comes. And if we, have a, if we have a life, if we live a life where we trust God, we live a life of faith in God, people will gravitate you. They'll gravitate toward you. Amen? You, you, you'll become a human magnet. People will suck up to you. But if you're just about yourself, why would people come to you? Because they're just going to, they're just going to, uh, What's the opposite of that? Repel. Repel. Yeah. <laughs> Repel. They're just going to go, whoo. They'll come around you and they're like, whoo. They'll push somewhere else and, and find some place that they can gravitate toward. And all that has to do with mind and your heart. Amen? Anyway, that was free. <clears throat> so, today... I'm just going to lay a little bit of foundation. I already have laid some. Um, but what I've been hearing in my spirit for a while, just about this day and this time and, and, the, and the day in which we're living in and where we're going, um, remember, remember several things that you'll hear over the next few weeks. Um, just remember several things. Our theme at Word First this year is truth and justice, truth and righteousness, 
truth and honor, truth and faithfulness. But, but our theme is truth and justice. All of those different words kind of go into what justice is, being justified. And um, one of the things that I, I see about this year is, and, and, and I, I guess if I have a mandate from God, that is that the anointing on my life as a pastor, okay, not, not as a child of God, but as a pastor in the office of a pastor, is God has, has mandated me to grow you up. Now, for you to grow up, I have to be growing up. Did you hear what I said? But he's man, the, the mandate, um, the marching orders, I guess, that I've gotten from God is grow the people up. Because <clears throat> 2018, and we're going to reflect a little bit today on 2018, we're going to look at some things that I feel like were strongly accomplished this last year, or this year, we're still in 2018. But we're going to re- reflect on a little bit. But above everything else, everything that you heard preached in 2018 was by design. It wasn't by default. And the design of everything that was preached was the development of your relationship with God. That you really have a relationship. You know, as as Fabian was standing up here and sharing the things that he was sharing, um, I'm just going to use this as an example because in all my years of of church life, in all my 38 probably years of ministry that I've been in ministry, um, I've seen a lot of people talk the talk. They've talked about things, and they've said that they believe things. But when pressure hit, uh, man, they went the other way. Oh, man, I've seen a lot of people under pressure. But I'm looking today out at faces in this congregation that you've seen some pressing times, but you pressed through. You pressed through. What matters is not where you're at in the beginning and where you're really at in the middle. What really matters is where you're at in the end. When all the dust settles, where are you standing? Like I said, Fabian shared about the tithe and giving. What's going to keep him believing what he shared today a year from now? What's going to keep him believing that? See, it's one thing to say it. It's, it's one thing to say what he said today, okay? But it's another thing to believe it and live in it. What will keep him believing the same thing a year from now because it's the Word of God is his relationship with God. Somebody, somebody might think that... Uh, well, he'll, he'll believe that if he has $100 million in a year from now. $100 million isn't enough to keep you. You know, people lose $100 million overnight. 
in our world and society today, people can lose 100 million overnight. It's not how much or ultimately it's not if it works or not. It's do I really believe it because God said it? Because if I believe it, then it'll work. (laughs) Well, he'll believe it if it works. No, it works. The key is I believe it. That's talking about my relationship with God. And I'm not just talking about finance. I'm talking about in anything. In the last few Wednesday nights, I've shared some things preparing for this month regarding truth. And I've given you five categories that we're going to talk about this whole month. I'll touch on maybe one of them today. But I've given you five categories that, that we're focusing on. And all five of these categories have to do with your relationship with God and how you see yourself. One of the categories is prosperity. And you and I need to be people that see ourselves rich. Everybody say rich. Some people don't even like that word. But God created you rich. Jesus left, the Bible says, left the riches of heaven, he used that word, to come to the poverty of the earth that you and I would be rich in all things. I'm quoting that word for word. 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Jesus left the riches of heaven. How is heaven? It's rich. But you need to take that word and define it for yourself and then see yourself that way. Another category that I mentioned is health and healing. You you need to see yourself well. Because God sees you well. He created you well. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what circumstances or symptoms that we may people may have in their bodies. God created us well, and you need to see yourself well. Another category of the five categories that I've mentioned to you is serving. You need to see yourself as a servant because if you don't learn to serve with a right attitude in life, And God will bring you up against situations in life that it would be easier not to do that. And many times those are the things that God is requiring out of us because He's wanting your heart. And I'll just tell you, if you're desiring to be rich and well in life and you choose not to serve, then you will sabotage your destiny. Because Jesus said the greatest leaders in life will be the greatest servants. You know why? Because he's got their heart. I did something just a while back in the last 30, 40 days. I did something for somebody. I'm just using this as one example. I did something for somebody. I won't tell you who it is, and I won't even tell you what I did. I won't even tell you 
what time I did that, but I did something that no one else knows I did. I helped somebody. I did a, what I consider a great deed in helping somebody. Do I get a medal for that? If you need a medal for doing something good, you don't understand serving. This month we're going to talk more about it. I'm not, I, don't, I don't talk about serving today to try to get somebody to do something. I look at serving today from the perspective in my heart about how the lack of servanthood shuts my whole destiny and future down. Because everybody sitting in here today was created to lead something. As Joyce Meyer says, everybody's created to lead something even if it's you leading your dog down the street. And man, I watch a lot of dog people being led by their dogs. And I think, I love dogs, but they're going to do what I say. Amen? And some people, Isabel, she, she knows about one of my past dogs that didn't do what you said. And there were a few times I, I was ruled by the devil in how I responded to my dog that didn't do what I said. And I had to get free of that. You can't hurt dogs and think because it's a dog I can let my anger. No. You can't do that. You do that, you, you're just going to hurt someone else too because it's going to get, it'll just grow and mount and all that kind of thing. You have to get free of all that. But God created all of us to lead. And to be good leaders, no matter what we do, we have to be great servants. But we have to be servants because we want to be. Another category was hearing the voice of God. How vital it is to hear the voice of God and to do the things that God says. This year, 2019, it's vital that we know that. At Gates of the City, what we've been called to do in the title of my message today and this month is, is, is one word, and it's the word clarity. Clarity. We've got to be clear in what our vision is and what our purpose is. Why we're here. What we're here on planet earth to accomplish. Clarity. You need clarity. We need clarity together. We've got to see clearly to accomplish what God put us here to accomplish. Otherwise, you just go through the motions. Otherwise, you'll just change your vision every time you don't like something. And that's no good. God wants us to be people of purpose because we see what He sees and we're doing what He says to do. Clarity. Say that. Clarity. So, this morning I'm going to read out of two passages of Scripture. Actually, I'm going to read a whole chapter in the Old Testament in the book of Zechariah. I'm going to read most of this out of the message translation. And um, I 
and, but I want to look at one of the verses in a couple other translations. So just follow with me because I'm going to read through it and I'm going to make a few points as I read through it. And then the rest of the month of January, as we preach along this line, we're going we're gonna to look at a few points in this, in this chapter. Um, this chapter is about the rebuilding of the temple. The temple had been destroyed. Children of Israel had been in captivity for many years. And this was prophesied, this book is written and prophesied somewhere around, or this prophecy came forth somewhere around about 520 B.C. is when this prophecy came. And all the prophets, well, most of the prophecies of the prophets of the Old Testament had more than, than one meaning to what they were sharing. Um, the story of Moses leading the children of Israel out of Egypt is a type and shadow of Jesus leading us out of captivity into liberty and freedom. How many, how many understand that and believe that today? This story that I'm going to read to you today is about the rebuilding and the refocusing, the clarity that the people of, of Israel needed to get and, and were going to get to rebuild the temple. I shared with you over the last few Wednesday nights, I've shared with you that the thing that I feel for this coming year is a, is a clarity and a, and a revelation and understanding to create a new perspective in people's lives of who Jesus Christ really is. Because Jesus Christ came to change the way people think about God. And in the earth today, Jesus Christ isn't coming back to do that anymore. He's doing it through you and me. And so, our perception of God has to be clear. That's why I gave you those five categories. We have to know what true prosperity is. We have to know that we've been created to be well. Jesus came, and by His stripes, we were healed. But we have to understand that. It's got to be downloaded on the inside of us. We've got to know that we're well. And we've got to have corresponding actions that follow with wellness. Not just talking about being well, and then doing whatever we want to do with our bodies. But believing that we're the healed... And when attacks come against us, we refuse to tolerate the symptoms and the attacks because of what He did. And that perception is not in most of the church when it gets tough. When it gets tough. We can talk about it, but not when it gets tough. What are we going to do when it gets tough? When tough situations, we're faced with those tough situations, that's where we've got to know the Word. Not just heard it a few times. Yeah, I remember when Pastor Bert talked about it. You know, it's, it's fine for a while, but sooner or later, what we preach has to become real to you. What you hear others preach has to become real. And so, 2019 is a year of you and I, number one, having a right perception of God, 
and then delivering that perception to every person that comes in our path. Because when your perception of God gets correct, man, God, like I said, you become a human magnet. They'll come from everywhere. Well, Pastor, I'm just believing for a ministry. Believing for a ministry? Ministry comes out of relationship. You have a relationship with God, you have ministry. I mean, just, you, you can't separate the two. Well, yeah, but I want to be, I want to be, do this and do, you'll do whatever God wants you to do if you have a relationship with God. Why? Because you hear Him and you do what He says. Not, I'm going to try and I'm going to try and I'm going to try. The trying doesn't work. I know, I've done it. Anybody ever tried? And it didn't work. I'm done with the trying stuff. I'm here to hear and then do. Right? I'm here to know that I'm healed and then walk in divine health. I'm here to know that I was created for riches and walk in wealth and riches because I know what to do with them. I promise you, poverty will not win the world. But riches being your God won't win the world either. God's got to be your God and then wealth and riches have to be turned towards you and into your life God's way. Because when that happens, then you'll do with your riches everything God tells you to do with what you have. Nothing else. You should have many, 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 many financial stories that most people don't know anything about until there's an opportune time to share it. You should have many financial blessing stories that you can share at opportune times. And you know, you know when some of those stories you share them? There are opportune times when it's one-on-one -on -one with just an individual person about what God did. Somebody that's really struggling and somebody that is, that, that is in your face needing money and God's saying, I don't want you to give them money. I want you to give them understanding first. I want you to help them. I want, to, I want you to teach them. Because you teach a person how to financially operate correctly, then you'll teach them for a lifetime how to be blessed and prosperous. Yeah. Money is not, money is not the answer for somebody that doesn't have it if they've not changed their thinking about why they're where they're at. Money's not the answer. God will meet their needs. He'll bring things across. And I'm not saying don't feed somebody and take care of this or pay something in somebody's life and be a blessing in a way. I'm just talking about don't enable people when they need revelation of why they're where they're at. God created us to be rich. And I'm, I'm, not, gonna, I'm not standing for a certain promise being there for me and me not living in it. How about you? And God wants us to be clear and have great clarity about what we're to do and what we're called to do and how we're to live and operate in it on a day-to-day -day basis. So, Zechariah chapter 8 and verse 1 in the message. And then these messages from God of the angel armies a message from God of the angel armies. I am zealous for Zion. Zion is the church. I'm zealous for the church. I care. This is God. 
I'm angry about Zion. I'm involved God's message. I've got I've I've come back to Zion. I've moved back to Jerusalem. Jerusalem's new names will be Truth City. And mountain of and mountain of God of the angel armies and Mount Holiness. That's the new names. A message from God of the angel armies. Old men and old women will come back to Jerusalem. Jerusalem being the city of God. Jerusalem being to us the people of God everywhere. Just the people of God because we're spiritual Jerusalem. We're spiritual Israel. We are. We've been engrafted into who God's people really are. We're God's people today. Even if you weren't born a Jew, you're God's people because we've been engrafted in. So he's talking about us here. He said old men and old women will come back to Jerusalem and sit on benches on the streets and spin tails and move around safely with their canes. A good city to grow old in. To me, this Jerusalem that he's prophesying about to us today is, is a way of living. It's a life. It's not a piece of land. It's a life. Because everything that God has done for us is a spiritual thing today. What, what used to be a natural land is now a spiritual thing. I'm not saying that God, God's covenant with Israel, the natural land, is gone. No, that's not true because the covenants last forever. God doesn't back away from a covenant that He made years and years ago. But through Jesus Christ, now these covenant relationships are not about a piece of land. They're about an experience and a revelation or a, a relationship with God. And that's what he's talking about. A message from the God of the angel armies, do, do the problems of returning and rebuilding by just a few survivors seem too much? This, this, is, this is a question. I'm going to read it again. Do the problems of returning and rebuilding by such a few survivors seem too much? But is anything too much for me? Not if I have my say. Amen. And does God have his say? Always. Through difficult times when you're serving God, difficult times just in the world without God is one thing, but difficult times in serving God and, and having difficult pressure against your life and serving God and you purposing to press through, th those are the few survivors that he's talking about. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying that there's just a handful of people. I'm saying when, when it comes to pressure in the things of God, many people run from it. They run from pressure. They go find an easier street. Because serving God and believing His Word is a difficult thing. Believing for healing in your body when circumstances and symptoms and doctors and anything else tell you totally different, it's a difficult thing. To look at lack or things in your life financially as you're pressing through and learning to, to increase in your life can be a very difficult thing to deal with bill collectors, to deal with people in your life as you're, as you're pressing into what God wants. Many times there's seasons when it doesn't look like it's working. But I'm telling you, in God it works. And so the, the, the few survivors he's talking about here, is it worth it? It's worth it if God says it is. I'm telling you, it's worth it. Listen, to me today, and I can say this after 40-something years of being saved, It's worth serving God if nothing ever happens.
If I don't see one manifestation from here on out, it's worth serving God. <laughs> Ten years ago, I probably couldn't have said that. If nothing ever happens, it's worth serving God. How do I know that? Because I have a relationship with him. Did you hear what I just said? If nothing ever manifests, he's worth it. He has been so good to me. If nothing, nothing, if nobody ever changed, if nobody ever got it, what I'm sharing with you today about this coming year and, and, and what we talked about in 2018, if nobody ever gets it, <laughs> I'm going to keep preaching it. I've had, I don't know, three or four different people ask me to come to their churches or towns or whatever in 2019 because I guess they think I got something. I don't know why they asked me, but they did. They asked me. And I promise you, when I go, they'll get it. See, they'll just get what I have. I'm not talking about some worked up thing where I spit on everybody or whatever like that. I'm talking about they're going to get what's in my heart. So I'll preach it if nobody gets it. I will preach and serve and love God all the days of my life. I, 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 will, I will tighten my belt in every way in my life, more in 2019, whether I see anything come to pass. I will tighten my belt, I'll do more, I'll be the person that God wants me to be in a greater way, even if I don't see anything. Because I love Him. God wants you to love Him. This year is about growing up in Him. Learning how to do in Him what we were created to do. The, the fifth category that I didn't mention earlier, which is the main category, that category is the love of God. If you and I don't learn today and in the days ahead how to walk in love, again, it sabotages everything. 1 Corinthians 13 says, if you've done all these good works and all this and all that, and you have not love, you're nothing. You've accomplished nothing. And only you can judge how you walk in love. But you've got to learn what love really is. And when you learn it, then only you can judge how you're walking in love in an individual's life. You ever heard somebody say to you, you know, I had this situation happen, and this person did this, and Man, I wanted to respond like this, but God told me to do this. You ever heard somebody say something along that line and you thought to yourself, how in the world did they do that? Only you can do that for you. Yeah, but you don't know about this and this and the excuses that we use and all the excuses that we have not to walk in love and do the will of God, all those excuses will sabotage your destiny. All of them. Because you can, man, you can work here and do this and accomplish this and be all this and, you know, have 48 Facebook posts about how great life is and all this stuff, but you don't walk in love? 
Zero. That's, that's what is being produced in life is this. Isn't it, isn't it amazing? I've talked about this before, but not too long ago, there were in a, in a, uh, I'm not going to use that example. <clears throat> um, but, but I'll take the fruit example. You put one bad apple in a group of about six or seven of them, and that bad apple will make all those others go bad. The goodness will not come out and overtake the bad one. Isn't that amazing? Isn't it amazing how that works? You can do a lot of really good things in life, but there's that one thing that God is saying. And you don't want to look at it, and you don't want to do it. And it just shuts all the other stuff you're trying to accomplish and do down. Because you won't deal with that one thing. And ten times out of ten, it has to do in some way with walking in love with somebody. 2019 is the year we're getting it. Can you say amen? I'm telling you, we're getting it. So, just a couple things, and then I'll end with this. We've been reading out of 3 John, verse 2. It says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. To have a right perception in life, a right perspective of who God really is, your mind has to change. Your, your thinking has to change. Your mind has to be renewed. So God's Word, God's Word is the only thing that can change your thinking that is apart from God to you thinking like God, only His Word. But the knowledge of His Word isn't enough because, man, your natural mind can read the Bible and you can get some screwy ideas about God. Oh, I mean big-time screwy. Wow. I told you this, this e email I got not too long ago. I don't know why it's worth repeating because it is. But I got this email it was a five-minute video of a guy that pastors a church. Many of you know him, probably. Uh, he pastors a pretty good-sized church here in America. And it was a five-minute clip of his whole message that day. And there's a lot of people in the congregation. And the five minutes that I heard, he was blasting Joel Osteen. Talking about, you know... I mean, making statements that all Joel ever talks about is how good God is. That's what he said, how good God is. And, and, I'm, and I'm, th I'm saying, and where are we going with this? And he says, you know, you read in the Old Testament, and these bad things happen, and God did this thing and that thing, and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh. And then he goes on to say about this thing and that thing about Joel. I mean, his whole message to these people was about how crooked and demonic and ungodly that Joel Osteen was. And I thought, man, dude, you need, some, you need something else to do. You need a side job. 
Wow. To spend that kind of time to criticize someone else? You know what? If all the things that he said were true about Joel Osteen, I still wouldn't touch the guy. I still wouldn't. You know why? Because he preaches the word. But I promise you that all the things that I just mentioned about him are not true. I know people that know him personally, and that's not his life. I don't know where that crazy thing came out of. But to spend all your time and effort in life criticizing and coming against someone else, there's no way for you to prosper. There's no way. There's no way for you to advance. That guy has sabotaged his whole life. What I'm doing is I'm praying for the guy on the video. I'm praying for his life. I'm praying that his eyes be opened up and see. I'm not praying for him to change and think like me. I'm praying that his eyes open up, that he can get his mouth off of people that were created in the image of God. I don't care what anybody's ever done to you. The more you talk about them, the worse it's going to be for you. Because as long as heaven and earth is intact, so is seed time and harvest time. And what you sow is what you're going to receive. What you say about other people, I don't care what they do, just because someone did something ugly to you, that's going to that's gonna establish now in your life the power to come against them and do something ugly. And all you've done is set a trap up for your life. And that's where we fall in it, and that's where we sabotage our life. No. Love is not an option, folks. Eh, well, I'll get around to it. When you get around to walking in love, what there is to participate in <laughs> isn't going to be much. You need to walk in love today. 2019 needs to be your year of the love of God. Understanding it and knowing how to implement it and walk in it on a day-to-day -day basis. Amen. Amen? You have to. But in 2018, everything that we did at Gates of the City from our connect groups, to our men's and women's ministry, to the different outreaches that we have. Um, we have a new missions perspective that is beginning in, in February, our first missions trip out of this church, uh, and be many more trips in the future are, are happening. We did a number of volunteer trainings just to, to understand the importance of those kind of things and, and why that's so important. The, the training in prayer and understanding what true prayer is all, of, all that we went through and that we, as we reflect on this past year, all of that went into growing you up, giving you information to know who God is and how to live and operate in the kingdom of God. I don't want to be some dumb idiot that doesn't understand who God really is. Amen? We've got to know who He is. And when you know who He is, and you begin to walk in it, you're on the receiving end of all that God has. He will provide for you. He'll make you rich. He'll heal your body because He already did. Did you hear what I said? He's already made you rich. He's already healed your body. He's already empowered you to serve. He's already given you the ability to walk in the love of God. He's already given you the Spirit of God and you have the ability to hear His voice. All of those things we already have. He's already given it to us. And everything in 2018 that we did at Gates was to help prepare you to be on the receiving end of those things. And listen to me, what's 2019 about? The same identical thing. Same identical, just being more clear, having greater revelation and understanding 
of what it is to see your perception and perspective of God change and then you being an instrument of the righteousness of God helping other people to change their perception and their perspective of who God is. I tell you, folks, it's a great day to be alive. It is a great day. I, I you know, the next, I, I'm, right now, I've never said this before. You've heard me say it just lately about what I'm saying for right now. But I've never said this before in the past. But the next decade of my life is the best decade ever. The next 10 years of my life, man, I mean, I, I'm, already, I'm already full. I'm full. The next decade, I'm full. I'm full and blowing and going. And you know what? I don't have to have an appointment book because God's already got it set up because I already told him I'm willing and I'll do everything and exactly what he tells me to do. And I've got my marching orders to grow you up, so we're just going to be busy growing up. Amen. I'm growing up, you're growing up, we're all growing up, and we're being who God created us to be. How, how good is that? Amen? Someone shout amen to that? God is good. Remember, remember this. It's all about your relationship with God. Not what you have, what you don't have, you know, who you know, this, that, or the other. It's your relationship with God. He'll work all the other details out. Amen. Yeah.